Hey guys, Lacey Nelson here with Nelson Management Strategies, and I am going to talk today about something that actually has been on my mind and my heart for about a good six months. I'm going to share my thoughts about the non-beautiful side of leadership, the hard side of leadership. I made a commitment this year to be more vulnerable and authentic in my presentation of of what it's like to be a leader. And um, I'm going to start here. So leadership and being a boss, and we see all of these awesome pictures on Instagram, living a life of design. And we also get the inspirational quotes off of Pinterest. And there's nothing wrong with that. And all of the hurrah and the hooray and the celebration around the wonderful parts of being a leader and stepping out with integrity. Those are all legit. However, we don't see the beautiful memes and the Pinterest posts about the crappy side of stepping out as a leader. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. And I'll share, I'll start by sharing with you my first experience of uh, living my life differently and having a negative reaction that was, um, that was hurtful. That was really hard to get through. And, uh, I, I was, married early. I got married in my early 20s. I actually got married between my junior and senior year of college. I know that's not for everyone, but I've been happily married for 18 years to a wonderful man. And um, I started young. And so in that, getting married in between my junior and senior year, I had developed some lifelong, you know, I was hoping for lifelong friendships with people in college, these women that I had lived with, and that we'd laugh together and cry together. And they, um, I got married and, and went and lived with my husband, but we still went to school together and they all shared an apartment and we had a big trip planned for the end of our senior year of college. We were all going to go to Mexico together. Well, long story short, I, um, was invited for coffee and a breakfast with these two people individually, two of the people I was closest with in that, that group and let that, they let me know that I was uninvited to the trip that they wouldn't they didn't feel comfortable with essentially they didn't feel comfortable with me going because um, I was married and they were gonna be at clubs and life was just gonna we were too different now and um, clearly that was pretty hurtful and it was a tough situation and it was my first taste of the hard part of being a leader now when you lead I want people to be aware and walk in with open eyes that when you lead, there's just going to be some things that you're going to experience. And it doesn't mean that you're not leading well, sometimes it can, or that you're not doing things right. But for the most part, it's just the other side of the fun, fantastic celebratory part. It is the flip side of the loneliness and the hard part of leadership. So fun topic. What I'm going to talk about is what when you lead, what some of those things are going to be. So let's just get started. When you lead, it's pretty much a guarantee that you're going to be at some point misunderstood, often misunderstood. You're going to work weird hours. You're going to realize that your squad or the people that you run with, the people that are your good friends, that group is going to shrink because your availability is going to shrink. And also, um, if there is any kind of risk of being close to you, if there, if you're striking out on your own and doing something different or leading in a way that, that is making a difference, feels oppositional in any way, or feels like it's risky to be connected with you, 
and people feel like they're in a situation where they have to choose, even if you put zero pressure on them to choose, they're still going to internalize that, and your group is going to shrink. And also, high standards, when you hold high standards and you live your life in a way that the standards are high, that can be extremely intimidating to people. And some people are going to internalize that that standard that you have for life and the pace that you live and the expectations you have for excellence, they're going to feel like they're not meeting your bar and they're going to make it internal and personal and about them. Even when that's completely not the truth, um, it can be damaging to relationships when people are working through their own stuff and they're projecting it onto you. That's going to happen. Now, Another thing that isn't as as wonderful and about others, it's about us. We're going to have our own weaknesses. You're going to have your own weaknesses exposed. Your own weaknesses exposed in a way that makes you uncomfortable and is probably at the worst of times. So as much as as uh, we we tend to be rather passionate people that are leaders and um and and that can, our passions or our, our frustrations or those things can come through and be expressed uh, in ways that don't benefit us. And especially our own weaknesses when, when we're leading like that or putting ourselves out there, they get pointed out for you. People will point out any hypocrisy. They will point out any way that you're not consistent. And they will also um, cause you to respond in a way that can show where you have those injuries or those hurts or those flaws. And it's, it's not wrong to have them, but if we're responding from a place of hurt towards other people, that's not a good look. And we're, we're often going to have um, opportunities to do that. And often it's at the worst of times. And you throw in the social media reality into it. Boy, don't put anything on social media. You don't want to have follow you the rest of your life. How long have you heard that? Like forever. But your own weaknesses will be exposed We've all seen somebody fall apart uh, in a response online and just their character, um, really the flaws in their character coming out strong. Don't think you're immune to that because you're not. I'm not. Be aware that your own weaknesses will be exposed and often um, at the worst times possible. The other, one of the other realities is you're going to be compared to others by others. Even if you're like some emotional ninja and you have figured out how to not compare yourself to other people, first of all, I want to read your book. And secondly, um, congratulations, that's a huge feat. But for you emotional ninjas, even if you don't compare yourself to other people, other people are going to compare you to other people. I mean, that's in our DNA. We compare things. What piece of fruit do I want to buy? Who's the better singer? You're not going to be spared that. People are going to compare you to other people that maybe even it's not even apples to apples, but you're still going to get compared. Brace for that. Be aware of it. And one of the biggest lessons, one I am still learning, have not perfected, but let go of the desire and that driving need to constantly defend yourself. You guys, leadership for the long haul, if you feel like you are always having to be on the defense and and set right all of the misunderstandings, correct people when they say something that's not right about you, get people to really understand your perspective that are just out there to be oppositional, you're not going to make it. This is a marathon. It is not a sprint. And you have to, for leadership to be sustainable, you have to get to a point where you can just let go of the need to defend yourself, to say anything. Just 
Quietly keep doing the right thing, keep the high road, and let go of that exhausting desire to constantly defend yourself because it will eat you up. Also, this is a hard part as well. Victory is short-lived. Like those, those celebrations, those moments we see on Instagram, those wins, when we hit our goals, when we open a new facility, when we start a new business, when we hit our goals for the year, when we have something flashy, when we can throw a party, when we have a conference that goes off without a hitch, those are amazing moments and they feel good and that energy is contagious. People want to be a part of it. Even the people that you felt like you had to defend yourself against, all of a sudden they're showing up at the table. They want to be part of the party and you're going to be gracious. <laughs> but of course, um, those moments don't last forever. They are a flash in the pan compared to the slog of what it took to get there. They are, uh, and when they are over, it starts over again with the next thing. So those moments, while they drive us all and we kind of, you know, are adrenaline junkies and live for that in some regard, um, they they can't be the only thing that we're living for. We're not going to make it. And also, those moments um, tend to attract people to us that because we know that that's what they're attracted to, we have to question their their authenticity. And those relationships that are founded in that coming around for the victory, they can feel um, less than authentic. And there can be a plasticity there that it's hard to, that contributes to the loneliness. And more the more success you have, I think the harder it gets to evaluate why people are drawn to you. If they authentically want to be your friend or if they're trying to figure out what they can get from their relationship with you. And it leads to a feeling of being guarded. And also because of all of the other junk I listed above, we also feel guarded. We also feel guarded just a lot of the time and having conversations with people and they ask how the business is going you're probably not going to give a 100% authentic answer as you would to someone who you don't have to be guarded with or, hey, how was your week? Or what what are some wins you're having? When you, the more success that you get and the more, the more, um, the bigger things grow and the more you have to question motivations of those around you, which is a horrible thing to have to always be living in that state. Um, but to some degree, there is always a sense of guardedness. What is the intention of this interaction? And that is a hard, lonely place to be. It can feel pretty lonely when there's just a few people that you um, can fully let yourself just go around. Or the flip side, you learn it the hard way and you're just completely unguarded and you realize there's a reason you need to be guarded um, in, in not being inauthentic, but just not being, um, you're not going to give the same depth of an answer to a question of how's business going as you are to someone who that you're not that guard isn't up with. So you this leaves us hungry for a real connection. And we have to be careful about how we seek that real connection and that we don't wall ourselves off to the point that we are lonely and isolated and don't have anyone who can speak truth into our lives because we're so guarded. But also we don't want to just be sharing anything and everything with everyone, um, just that's not a healthy way to live life in general. So how do we find and, and walk that middle line? Now, all these challenges that I just listed, and I'm sure there's a lot more. In fact, I'd love to hear from some of you guys about what 
other challenges you've faced and you can find me on Facebook. Um, love to talk to the, talk more about this with you. But what do we do about it? What do we do about these realities? I don't want to just leave us here at like, here's the ugly part, but I want to talk about lessons I've learned and I'm going to share with you what I've done about it. And I'm sure there's more strategies, but here's, here's what I know so far in my leadership walk of um, about 20 years. Before you start being a leader, by the way, I didn't nail this one, had a little mini midlife breakdown. Before you start leading, um, know where you get your worth from. Like I said, I learned this one the hard way. Love to share with anyone who really wants to learn about it. It was a hard lesson for me. Know where you get your worth from. Know what makes you valuable before you start. Now, if you're in the middle of it and you're, you need to reevaluate, pause and do that. And what do I mean by know where you get your worth from? Well, I'll share with you, for me, I get my worth. My worth is very faith-based. I find my value in the fact that I'm a child of God and my base foundation from the way I view the world and see the world is that I am a valuable person. I count. I matter as much as anybody else does on this planet. Not more than, but as much as anyone else does on this planet. And the only reason that I have that worth is not because of something I've achieved or I've done or performed a certain way. It's because in my belief system, I'm a child of God and that's where I get my value from and also what makes every other human equally valuable and matter. That, when that for me is my anchor, that is what locks me in and helps me to stay, to stay steady. And it's what I stand on when the storms come and it is foundational to me not falling apart when I have failures because another leadership tip, you're going to have failures. You're going to have things that just crash and burn. It's part of the process. And when I have those crash and burn moments, if my value is placed for me and my ability to perform and be successful and that's what makes me worthy, if my worth is tied to that in, a, in, an, in an elemental way, I'm going to crash and burn with it. And I got close to doing that. And I had to take a step back and really, for myself, anchor what makes me important. And um, like I said, for me, that anchor is my faith and my the lens through which I see the world and the value in every human. And you better know what yours is. It doesn't have to be the same as mine, but you better know what your anchor is. And I would really encourage you that you better also make sure that anchor doesn't move and that it's buried several feet into the ground, that you it, it's something there and solid that you can come back to and will center you. Um, also, second really important thing, speaking to the loneliness and the feeling of misunderstood and closing yourself off too much. You don't have to do that. You don't have to close yourself off and, and be lonely. That's not a requirement. But what you do need to do is identify that small, intimate circle of people that isn't going to be big by nature, but it's going to be your ride or die. It's your squad. It's your people you can be unguarded with that know you deeply and know you truly and know your story and your struggles and the truth. You can give them a full answer about how business is doing, how you're personally doing, how you're emotionally doing, how you're spiritually doing. You can answer those things with 100% transparency and realness, and they're going to be there on every party, but they're also going to be there when you are um, when you fail and fall apart, they're not going to run the other direction. They're going to sit with you through it and to have those deep relationships. And again, I'm talking guys, this is a small, this is like a, 
count on one hand number of people, but you cultivate and you nurture those relationships and those connections and make time for them and be committed to allowing them to know you deeply and you to know them deeply. And, and those are going to be the, for me in my life, those oftentimes have been where God has spoken to me loudest and most clearly through those relationships. And I've, I've found, um, just that we're built to connect and live in community and you need to have those people that you're living intentionally and in community with. And it doesn't have to be faith-based for you, but you need to have those ride or die, hard, small, connected, amazing relationships. They're not going to be your, your rescuer, but they're certainly going to hold your hand and cry with you and you can be real with them and they can also hold you accountable to living the kind of life that you want to live and help you get back up on that horse and help you to um, be okay and understand your own story. So nurture those relationships and build them and pour into them. And um, that's it. I don't have any other magical bullets. I wish I did, but I don't. Um, but if you're, if you know where you get your worth from and you have that anchor identified and can hold on to it and you cultivate that small inner circle, that intimate circle of people, those, those ride or die, truly authentic relationships, um, up or down, those are going to go so far in helping you to ride out this leadership journey, to continue down the path. And I hope that more than discouraging, you found it encouraging today to not he to to hear that you're not alone. To hear that these experiences you may have been having are are not because you're not doing something right necessarily, but they're just the other side of the leadership coin. For all the highs, there's equal lows, and I want to encourage you guys: keep at it, keep learning, keep connecting, keep leading with integrity, and keep managing like a leader. Find me on Facebook, Nelson Management Strategies. I would love to talk about this more with you guys. And manage like a leader. Have a great day. And I hope to hear from you.